So this is the very first time that I've had to do this. I have never recorded an episode, waited about a week and a half later, and then recorded on top of it. Not recorded on top of it, but had like some extra things to add before I actually put it out. Most of the times, if not all the times, my episodes have been like rec- like edited right on the spot and then I just send them off. This one, this one was very particular. I shared a couple of things in the episode that you're about to hear that not only did I not feel comfortable putting it out there without giving like some type of understanding of like what was going on, but also God wouldn't let me. I recorded the episode on a Friday. No. Yes. It was a Friday. Yeah. (laughs) I recorded the episode on a Friday. Went through the weekend, spoke to a friend about what I was going through, basically just shared with her parts of the episode that you'll listen to. And she gave me a perspective that literally shifted how I felt. Not only that, but like talking to a family member gave me perspective that shifted. And I was just like, I can't put this episode out like this. Like you guys not only need to hear like the truth about like what people are going through because people are actually going through this and it's crazy, you know, how much of it like we kind of like keep to ourselves and just kind of swallow or eat it, like just like let eat us alive. But I also wanted to give hope, which I don't feel like I gave enough of in that episode. And so I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Rainy Days with Tabs. My name is Tabitha and I'm your host. I guess I'm the only host. This is my podcast. (laughs) And um, if this is your very first time listening to me, hi. Um, Such a nice, it's so nice to have you. It's so nice to have your ear. Really appreciate it. And if you are already a part of the Rainy Day fam, hi. How are you? How have you been? I know I went ghost for a little bit. Um, I tried to keep up on the socials and like, you know, comment under pictures or like like pictures and stuff like that. But honestly, like it's just been really hard for me to even feel like I have time for anything. So, okay, let me start for the people who don't know me. Hi. And you may not even know my story. Um, For the people who have listened to me, I feel like it's a great time to give like a reintroduction of who I am and uh, how this podcast started and basically the premise of it. But basically back in 2018, no, December of 2019, correction, December 2019 was probably like one of the worst months of my life. It was so rough, like in any and every way. The only thing I feel like the only section of my life that wasn't giving me issues was my job. But every other section of my life was just kind of like up in the air and just miserable. I kid you no lie. Like I do not lie when I say I cried every day of that month. I really do. Like 
I really did. Like, if it wasn't like a tear or two, it was me bawling, like bawling my eyes out, just kind of wondering, like, why is this happening to me? Why is this my story? Yada, yada, yada. But December 2019 was rough. A lot of you know this part, not only because like my father, you know, he um, we buried him on my mom's birthday. So that's always like a constant reminder every time it's her birthday. Her birthday's in December. It's like that time rolls around. It's always really rough for me to kind of like balance both emotions. I'd have to say this past year was the very first time I did not cry. I didn't forget. I just didn't cry. And I don't know if it's because I was numb because of everything else I'm going to be telling you going forward. But um, like in the, I'm going to tell you later on throughout the episode why I was kind of numb and just like whatever it like not that I whatevered it because obviously it's going to always hurt me. I think I just had other things on my mind. And so my mind was occupied enough that it wasn't at the forefront like it usually is. But basically, December 2019, so I'm mourning the death of my father still, because if you can be honest, if you've lost someone that you really love, you never stop mourning. Like you deal with it differently as time goes on. But the morning never ends. Like there's always something that's going to remind you of them. There's always a desire to talk to them and to tell them things that you never really got to share or just even give them updates on what's going on in your life that you really wish you could, but you can't. It's the weird. It's the weirdest and hardest thing ever. So, yeah, um, that was happening. And then also I got out of what I thought was a serious relationship always say that because it was serious to me but um I highly believe it wasn't as serious to this person considering um they decided to break my heart in the meantime but I guess it was serious to them to kind of protect my heart you know they protected me going forward right they didn't protect me in the meantime they didn't protect me meanwhile like while I was in the situation but they did protect me for the future so I really appreciate for them for that and it took me a while to kind of appreciate that they looked out for me in some way <laughs> um but they did they did because I honestly cannot at this point in my life imagine a life with them considering the way that they were moving like they they did me a solid so I'm very grateful for them so like if I don't know if you have an ex but if, if it ended and they were like treating you like trash or they weren't living up to their mark and just treating you the way you, like they did you a solid and if that is over like we thank them thank them for having some type of courage some type of integrity that they decided to just walk away or you decided to walk away good for both of you <laughs> i'm sure you I'm sure i'm sure i'm sure it was for the best and growth teaches you things like that but anyways back to december 2019 so the relationship ended so i was grieving from that that hurt me a lot because like family like i met his family he met my family i really thought like man like this is my husband like this is this relationship is gonna last forever and it didn't obviously and so i was grieving from that this was my first love y'all like my my college boot was my first 
love the first man that I was like man like I actually really love this guy and I want to do right by him and I want to be a wife to him like I loved him so much I remember even saying because at some point in time like we were actually like planning a wedding guys like no I didn't have a ring yet but like we were planning a wedding we knew like our relationship was heading towards the altar I was so in love with him I even remember like saying to myself at times like if I have to get married to you in a black trash bag I will do it and my silly behind actually did imagine myself in a trash bag because I really did love him so you can imagine like that heartbreak was is even more heartbreak so it's like double heartbreak and then also at the time me and my roommate um whom I'm really she's she's my girl she's my soul sister we were having a little scuffle like we had a difference in differencing of opinions and obviously hurtful things were said and so it was just it we we had just we could not live with each other anymore um at least that was the decision made it was just like no like this has to be cut out and that was very hard and hurtful because it's like we have been living together for like now like mm, how many years was that three years three four years so it had been a while and so for us to not be able to live with one another anymore and having to go our separate ways that was a hard like thing to kind of swallow so I felt like all of this was happening at once and not only did I feel it it was happening at once and I remember just talking to the people I loved and just kind of telling them hey like this is going on this is going on so and so and so and forth and everyone tried to give me the best advice that they could but ultimately it not only led to pray about it but it also led to it's going to be fine and everything's going to be okay and don't worry like this is just happening and I don't know about you, but that's not advice for me. (laughs) Like, none of that helps me in the moment. If anything, I know their attempt and it's so kind and it's so considerate. And truly, what do you say to someone? But more than anything, I wanted someone to relate to me. I wanted someone to say like, yo, I went through that. Like, this is how I dealt with it. Or, yo, I went through that. Like, this is what I would recommend. Or, you know, kind of give me some sort of like, not only advice, but just like, I want you, I want to know that my feelings are valid and that you can actually relate to me. And so I remember like driving down the highway, uh, listening to a podcast actually by Samantha Laguerre and, uh, being one podcast, by the way, you guys go check that out. But I was listening to her podcast and I, as I was driving, like, I was just like, man, I just wish someone could relate to me. And I clearly, I feel like I clearly heard God say like, yo, why don't you be that person for them to relate to? I'm like, if you don't get off my back, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm so private. I'm not sharing nothing. Like, no, what are you talking about? Completely ignored him. I never bought it up again. So that was December of 2019. October of 2020, the Holy Spirit arrested me during a fast and basically was like, yo, I'm calling you. Like, I'm calling you to do it. And it was just such an outer body experience, like such a clear, like, I'm telling you that I need you to do this. 
and I'm going to go before you. I'm, I'm going to have your back. So I need you to do this. And I was like, okay, God, whatever. Like, fine. I finally gave in. I finally gave in. I finally was like, okay, I'll accept this call. And so that was October of 2020. The podcast officially started January of 2021. And so now we're currently in 2023. I think this is episode 50. Yeah. Oh my God, it is episode 50. And so it's, I think that recap was perfect to kind of give you guys like just a background story of like basically like where I was and where I am now. So like where I am now is obviously just as important because this is only episode 50 out of two years. And honestly, I would have expected myself to have much more episodes, but I was in nursing school. So that was one thing that happened um, that was really exciting for me um, because I had been praying to get into a nursing school. It got denied five times um, from different schools. And so I was definitely taking my education seriously. And so, yeah, that was, that was, that took up, a, that took up a lot of my time. And so I wasn't able to put out episodes as, as frequently, frequently as I wanted. And then I had this whole identity crisis where I was wondering why I was even doing this thing. Um, I was looking at numbers. I was looking at the number of like downloads and stuff and I let it get to me. I, I compared myself to people who had a bigger following and maybe had been doing podcasts for a little bit longer or they had a big following and then started doing podcasts. So obviously their numbers were going to transfer over. I was comparing myself for foolery. Um, and we know better than to compare ourselves, but to know better and to do better is still two different things. And I'm sure you know that as well. And so, yeah, it was just, it was a little rough to just kind of like get my mind around like, yo, like this is you in your own lane, like stay in your lane, do your thing, like stop worrying about people, stop worrying about what people thinking, like worry about the people that are actually like listening to you and supporting you, like give them your attention and your time. Uh, and so, yeah, I had to overcome that hurdle and then I did. And now <laughs> it is currently April. It's April 2023. And if you are watching me by video, which hopefully I would have already put out <laughs> at the same time as the episode audio wise, um, I am actually sitting in a whole new space. Like if you were to see, like you'd be like, wow, like that's not the door I'm used to. Or where's your like um, eraser board that you usually have up or whatever the case may be. Like I'm in a totally different room because I live somewhere else. Like I no longer live at my mom's house, which is where I used to record. Like now I have like my own place um, in a completely new city. This is all new things. I um, am an antepartum nurse <laughs> officially. Um, if you don't know what antepartum is, antepartum is basically pre-birth. So before um, pregnant moms give birth, they come to the antepartum floor and we basically, uh, not all pregnant women are healthy. So that was definitely something I needed to learn. So I deal with, um, pregnant mothers who aren't healthy and they have really small babies, uh, that they need to make it to at least 32, 34 weeks. Um, they can survive before that, but that's not, you know, our desire. And so like, not only are these pregnant women 
having maybe small babies, but they're also having like diabetes and they're having chronic illnesses that they need, um, that they need attention for. And so I am very busy on my floor and it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of, um, learning. So I've been at the job for now three months. Well, yeah, when this month is over, it'll be four, but yeah, I started January 9th and I don't really think I knew what, I what nursing had in store for me. I don't think that any amount of schooling that I would have done would have prepared me for what I have seen, what I have dealt with, what I've had to learn. It's been a lot. I can say in the beginning when I first moved, so not only did I move like for the job, I moved for the job. There's a whole like story there and um I'll share that one day. But I moved for the job and then like, so starting a new RN position is hard enough. Moving to a new city where you barely know anyone is also very new. And then having your own place, that's new as well. Like, I've only other, I've only lived with other people. Like, I've never had a whole place to manage myself. And so it's all, it was all new things at once. And so it just, oh my God, like, <laughs> to say it wasn't hard it still is to be honest like I think that I've managed it like I'm dealing with it little by little but it's still been really hard to kind of just grasp my mind around like what the heck just happened like I knew I was moving by oof I feel like I knew I was moving by November I feel like I was moving. I knew I was moving by November. I feel like I'm not sure when I got the um, when I got the offer. But I remember just going through. I feel like it was by October. October, November is when I knew I was moving. And it never clicked that I was leaving everyone I knew. Until I was nine minutes away from my hotel the hotel I'd be staying at for a week until my apartment was ready. It's not until I was like nine minutes away from my hotel and the song It Is Well by Tori Kelly and Kirk Franklin's like singers was playing and it ended. And I busted out crying, just crying, like bawling my eyes out because I was like, oh my God, what did I do? What am I doing here? I'm not supposed to be here. I want to go back home. I want to go back home. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is not, this is not for me. Like, what am I doing here? It was just the most like real, like realizing moment for me. Like, it was just such a moment of realization. I was just like, I can't believe I'm, I decided to do this. I can't believe I've decided to to just be uncomfortable. Can we talk about that? Like, the decisions to be uncomfortable, not because we really want to, because who wants to be uncomfortable? But making the decision anyways, because you know that it's going to only benefit you in the future. You know, it's only going to benefit you going forward. That was hard. That was a really hard thing. And I was just like, dang, like, I can't believe I really left. Can't believe I really left. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was a hard. Um, it's been a hard journey. It's been a really difficult. And so that's why, like, I haven't been putting out episodes. I've been making some like I found I've I have found little time to like record with people along the way and um, have great conversations. But 
to actually sit here and talk to you guys myself and just kind of give you updates like it's just been hard for me to get around uh, not only because I work a different schedule so when I first started the job I was working day shift and so that was easier for me easier on my body somehow some way even though I was a nights person before like I loved like I slept at like two o'clock in the morning like I like I could stay up for a while but then when I actually had to start working nights, which happened this month, I was, my body was like, heck no, what are you doing? And so that has been even, that, so that's been another adjustment. It's like, I have to keep making adjustments and I don't really know, I don't really like it. I don't like having to keep making adjustments because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, like who wants to do that? So yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's what's been, I guess, new with me lately. Like I've just been trying to get my life together. I've had so many like moments of identity, like identity crisis moments and just kind of wondering like, not only like what am I doing here in like this new place with new people and, and all these other new things. I mean, but also just kind of wondering like what, what purpose do I serve? So I'll let you guys into like a very intimate moment that I had with God in the shower this week. And I feel like it's important to share and I wasn't going to share it, but I feel moved to only because like, I feel like other people might feel this way and I want you to know you're not alone. Right. So as you know, like I moved to a new city, I live in my own little apartment. I have a job, but like I have a job that I like. I don't love it. I don't love it yet um, because I feel stupid. Like there's a lot of things that I have to learn. And m the only way you learn is by making those mistakes. And that's another thing that sucks. So it's been like, it's been a lot. It's been a lot to just kind of like wrap my mind around everything that I'm kind of going through and just and accepting it, you know, accepting it as my reality. But I made a mistake this week at work and the mistake was so simple. It was so minor yet so important. And that bothered me even more. So like I am my toughest critic. Like I, you could tell me I did wrong. It won't hurt as much as me telling myself I did wrong. Like that bothers me so much. So I made a mistake. And I, I feel like I tried to brush it off. Like, I feel like I tried to just say, like, okay, whatever, like nothing happened. Like, it's still fine, whatever. But, and it was, it ended up being <laughs> perfectly okay. Um, not, no one was harmed or anything like that. It was nothing that major. Like I said, it was minor, but it was important. And, um, so I tried to brush it off, you know, try to give myself the benefit of the doubt. You were a new, you were a novice nurse. These are new things. Like these are new territories. One thing you'll know for sure is you'll never make that mistake again. You know, trying to give myself a little pep talk because you got, you have to, sometimes you have to encourage yourself because if not, like everything will get to you. So I gave myself a little pep talk. Sorry, I'm a little comfortable. I gave myself a little pep talk. And I feel like I was fine. I feel like I was fine. And then like a couple of other things happened between 
me and a couple of other people, like just kind of like misunderstandings, me possibly taking things a little too personal, which wouldn't be the very first time. And me trying, like I'm dealing, like I've done better about that. Like I, I, I feel like I'm an oiled machine. Like a lot of things really do slip off my back, but there are some things that stick. And for some reason, whatever it was, like it stuck. And I you know, tried to get over it, tried to get past it, but it didn't, it, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was holding on to it. And I was just so upset. I was so bothered. Like, I just didn't really know, like, not only like do nights mess with like just your rhythm of flow of the day, but it also messes with your psyche. Like I also feel, I feel like I'm not depressed necessarily, but I feel more sad now. Like, I feel like during the days, like when I used to work, like I had so much more energy. I'm like saying hello to everybody. Now that I work nights, I'm like walking into work and I barely want to talk to anyone other than my patients for that night. And I honestly just want to be able to be like, hey, do you have, you have this pill, you have that pill. Do you need anything else from me for tonight? You know, and just like leaving them alone, like just having little to no energy for anybody. Um, And so, yeah, I'm sad and just kind of like not really understanding why because I'm here, you know, not only because this job told me, because this job accepted me, but that was divine. Because I just even remember like being denied from one job and then getting this one. And I was like, oh, like that same day. And and I was praying about both of them. And so I was just like, okay, God, like whatever, like whatever, like I'll do it. <laughs> um, But just also still not understanding like, God, like why here? Like, why is this the place that you want me to be? Not that the job specifically, but just the city. Like, why? So I went into the shower this week and I had a breakdown. I hadn't cried in a while. Like, I feel like I had been numb. Like, I was just numb. Just kind of going through the motions all all of these months. And I finally broke down. Like, I was crying and I was just kind of like, God, like, I could be in heaven worshiping you right now. Like, I don't have to be here. And I don't mean that in a suicidal way because I I don't intend to harm myself or have thoughts of it. I just don't see why I'm here, you know? Like I could be anywhere else, like not anywhere else, but like I could be in heaven worshiping you. Like, why are you wasting yourself? Why are you wasting your time with me here? And that's honestly also coming from a place of like, I wasn't doing the podcast, so it's not like I was doing something that I felt like God called me to. It's not like I was taking advantage of the talent he given me. But also, like, I didn't feel like I did right by my patient, even though, like I said, it wasn't a big thing. But like a part of me is like, dang, did I not do right by my patient? And then just having all of these different thoughts, like, and and, and fears and, and concerns about, like, like, what am I doing? You know, like, what am I doing wrong? And why am I, why, why, just kind of like trying to understand, like, why am I here? Like, what purpose am I serving if I can't even do the things that I want to do? And, yeah, I was just very sad. Very sad and just kind of like, God, I, I think I think you're wasting your time with me here on earth. I'm not doing anything. I think I'm better off in heaven worshiping you. Like, I don't have to be here. Like, just, can you just take me? And I know that sounds very suicidal, but I'm like, you don't have to. Like, it's so sad because... I don't know if I've ever felt this way, but like, obviously, like, I like my job, but then also, like, there's been many moments throughout the process that I was like, I don't really know if I want to do this.
like is this even like did I choose the wrong you know specialty to go into and just questioning myself on that and just so many different questions and I was just like god like why don't you just like allow me to be in heaven with you and like I said <laughs> sounds very suicidal but I'm not I'm not I don't even have thoughts of it I just that's just how I felt that's just simply how I felt like just like I'll be more of use to you in heaven worshiping you than here and um although that feeling is valid and I do feel it and obviously a part of me still feels it considering I'm getting a little choked up about it I think it's also coming from a place of just like your way to escape or as your way to just be like oh like god you could do better with like you know like you could do better without me like I what I'm learning is like it's okay for things to be a little hard like nothing ever like like I said like the mistakes that I've made I've learned I've only learned from them like they didn't come to like bring me down if anything they came so that I could be a like so I can be better so I wouldn't have to make them again um because if we're being honest everyone has had to make a mistake everyone has made a mistake and everyone has learned from them I mean I don't know I still don't really know how I feel about um my thoughts the other day in the shower and just where it's coming from and why it just feels like such a strong feeling but a big part of me also knows that uh, it's a lie (laughs) it's a lie it's a lie from the pit of hell it's not true it's not true if i am here if i am breathing if i'm alive um it's for a reason it's because god does see a purpose god does see a reason and i may not see it because my view is limited my view is earthly his view is heavenly he looks down i look up (laughs) and he looks down because he can see everything down here i'm looking up and i you know i can't really see nothing but the stars and the moon and the sun and the clouds you know and the occasional like airplane that flies by you know what i'm saying like my view is limited and you never really know like in what ways you're impacting people's lives and so i know it's a lie i know it's a lie and and if you've had thoughts like that like man like i am purposeless like there's no reason for me to be alive or there's no reason for me to be of value or worth it or any other thing that comes to your mind i want you to know that you are living because you there is purpose you know and you it may not be the big thing that you think it is it may be as small as like giving a smile to someone that does want to give up or you know just being a friend to someone or just being a sister a daughter 
you know, a, a, a son, whatever. Like, it, it could just be that, you know, like, there is purpose for your life. And um, I remember talking to one of my friends about it, and that's the encouragement that I got. And out of nowhere, my older cousin calls me, you know, just to ask me about something else. And then out of nowhere, he just starts preaching to me I feel like (laughs) he just started preaching just randomly like he just like just had a word for me and that's what his word was out of nowhere I was like you know what's crazy is like he's like I'm sorry like I'm just like rambling he's like I'm sorry like I just started preaching to you out of nowhere I was like that wasn't by accident I said if I I wish you knew like you know what my week was like you know, and and the feelings that I was going through and, and just kind of dealing with that. And so It's so crazy to listen to that back because I really convinced myself that I was better off in heaven than here on earth. And I don't even think I realized how suicidal of a thought that was until talking to my friend. I spoke to my friend. Um, I'll tell her. I'll shout her out. Venice. I spoke to my friend Venice. How important it is to have like godly friends. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I spoke to my friend, <laughs> Venice on that Sunday, basically just sharing, sharing my heart with her. I basically told her exactly like how I said it in the episode. And she was like, you know, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Um, but I hope you know that you Christianized suicide. And that hit me right in my chest. I was like, oh my God, like I didn't think about it that way. She was like, yeah, because if you were to go to any licensed professional like a therapist and you said those exact words they might have to bigger act you because you sound like someone that intends to harm yourself you sound like someone that no longer wants to live and if we get down to the root of it the deepest deepest root of it guys that's exactly how I felt I had no thoughts to harm myself I really didn't but I did not want to live I never thought that I would share something so intimate and so personal on my platform. But I think God was so strategic in making me record it first and then showing me, hey, this is the root of it. Because that is probably something I would have just kept to myself and like my inner circle and worked through. But I feel like I've always felt like the things that I've gone through, especially like lately in my life and just in this podcast recording era or just maybe even things before I started the podcast were not only for me. Like we always feel like like anybody should feel nothing you are going through is only for you. Like, yes, it it plays such a big role in your character development. And you learn so much about God when you go through difficulty and you learn so much about yourself and 
you grow in so many ways but I have really been feeling the weight of you're not going through this for yourself tab somebody else is feeling this way and you have to not only let them know that their feelings like their feelings are noticed and they're recognized and that they're not the only ones going through this because this world is so big yet we find so many moments to feel alone and I just didn't think that this was another moment you need to feel alone with I have to say that those thoughts of worthlessness and those thoughts that you aren't important and that no one finds value in your life and that you are better off not living. They are lies, 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 lies from the pit of hell from the devil's mouth himself from his booty crack that's how in just not even from his mouth from his booty crack that's how perverted and disgusting and ridiculous they are because your life is worth it and I one of the things that God put in my heart during this week and a half that number one just showed me how much he loved me but also how much he loves you. If God loves me more than I love him, right? And I love God a lot, but he loves me more, right? And he's willing to be separated from me here on earth. Like he's willing to be in heaven and not have my spirit right next to him. If he's willing to be separated from me and he loves me so much, it's literally because I have things to do on this earth and he would like me to get them done. And you know, it's so funny because even within the week and a half, we had a patient that was admitted and she attempted to commit suicide, literally shot herself in the head and did not die did not die you know like no brains like brain swelling that probably led to no did not die still living in fact she's pregnant i just want you to know that your purpose is the reason why you're alive god saw a problem here on earth and said hmm I'm going to put so-and-so with so-and-so to consummate their relationship. And I'm going to breathe life into this baby. And this will be the child that accomplishes this on earth. Whether or not we decide to fulfill our purpose as our choice, God is not going to force us. He's not going to basically, he's not going to force you. You know, it's up to you if you want to fulfill it. But there is something to do here on this earth, which is why you're living. And the enemy literally seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He has no other objective but to ruin your life, but to make you less than because he knows his future. 
he knows what's waiting for him. And so he wants to demolish you in every single way. And one of the biggest ways that the enemy demolishes, tries to demolish us, is our thoughts. He literally runs our thoughts rampant. All of a sudden, everything is wrong. Everything is wrong that wasn't wrong. Any peace that you would have had, he will try to destroy with your thoughts. And forget that he tried to destroy them with your thoughts. He doesn't know what you're thinking. But the moment you start acting out on those thoughts, the moment you start speaking those things out loud, he knows, ah, I got her. So yeah, guys, Rainy Days with Tabs was feeling worthless. I was feeling worthless. I was feeling like I wasn't doing anything with my life. I was feeling like I wasn't ha- I didn't have any impact in this world. I felt like I didn't have any impact with my family or my friends. I felt like I was better off in heaven worshiping God because I was more purposeful there. And no, I don't have to be rainy days with tabs to realize that that was a lie. I could have just been Tabitha, who I was or who I have been for the last 25 years. Because <laughs> I think I started the podcast when I was 25, I think, or 26. I don't know. But like, I had purpose then, like I have purpose now, and my purpose never changed. God still has a he still has a work he is doing here on this earth, and he's using me to do it. And although I may not be cognizant of that work, I know that he still has a purpose for me because I still have air that is coming through my nostrils, going through my lungs, into my alveoli, doing the gas exchange that is definitely bringing oxygen to the rest of my body through my blood. And my body, my body is circulating blood that is breathed through God's life. Like I am literally living to fulfill his purpose here on earth and the enemy wanted nothing else but to convince me otherwise and I have to say that to you guys because you might be feeling like you are living a purposeful purposeless life you may be feeling like you're not worthy of life or like nothing's going your way everything is just kind of all out of whack or you just really don't have any satisfaction you're not having any peace you're not having any joy and I think all of that just not only comes down to you like binding those thoughts and like casting them out as lies and basically saying with your mouth Satan I recognize you I recognize that you are trying to ruin my life and I bind you I bind those thoughts and they are not going to be received on my spirit. I loose those thoughts. They will not be received in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind it. I send it to back to the pits of hell where they came from. From your booty crack. You are going to receive that back. I will not receive it. I'm a child of the king. I'm a royal priesthood. Anything that I ask of my father, he will do it as long as it pleases him. And if my life is not going in the direction that I would like it to, Holy Spirit, help me. Put me back on track. Help me to get right back to where you would like me to be. I want to live this purposeful, purposeful life that you have for me. And I want to do it well. I'm sad to say that my episode did not end like that. It did not end with me saying all of this that I'm saying to you. It ended with me almost accepting that as my reality and that is ridiculous 
<laughs> you know, just so ridiculous. And the Holy Spirit was like, you're not going to go down like that. <laughs> We're not going to do this. <laughs> We're not going to do this. We're not going to accept this as, as our own. And I just feel like it's so important for me to say that, like, just I don't want you guys to accept that as your own. Mm-mm. It's so easy for life's circumstances to make us feel like we are worthless, but we are not worthless. We were worth it. We're worth it every single day. And you may not know the impact that you are making, but you are making some impact. And people may never tell you, but you are doing something. There is something that you are doing on this earth that is literally shifting atmospheres. People are impacted by your life. They are impacted by your breath. Everything that comes out of your mouth impacts someone. And our goal and our hope is that the impact is positive. And God still has you here on this earth because there is something that he has birthed in you that nations need. Forget nations, people need, your neighbor needs, your friend needs. They need your life. They need your existence to survive. I love that song by Kirk Franklin. I pray for you, you pray for me. I love you, I need you to survive. 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 I need you to survive these difficult moments. I need you to survive the heartbreak. I need you to survive. The confusion. Just like an olive oil is pressed, shaken, like pressed and shaken to produce olive oil. That is your life. You're being pressed and you're being shaken and you're wondering, when will the shaking stop? When will the pressing stop? But the only way to the other side is through it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. And I want to remind you that it will not last always. It's such an irony that on it's such an irony that on my 50th episode that I was dealing with thoughts of worthlessness. Such an irony. Such an irony. But that's how you know the devil is a liar. And that's how you know thoughts like that just really come from Satan's booty crack. And how it's just not valuable. And if you take it for yourself, you are losing for no reason. If you take it for yourself, you are losing for no reason. I want you to bind all of those thoughts. After 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, I want you to bind them and I want you to remove them from your verbiage, remove them from your thoughts. Do not accept them as your own because that is not the truth. 
and God has so much in store for you, which is why you are living. And just like that pregnant woman who thought she was going to kill herself and ended up living. You know, it's like you things like that, like you hear, but to actually see her in the flesh, to see her. And now she's going to be giving life to a baby because God saw it fit crazy it's crazy it's insane so because my other prayer it was good like it wasn't like horrible but this one is gonna be so much more powerful (laughs) i'm gonna pray (laughs) god i have no words truly no words all i have is thanksgiving all i have is thanksgiving All I have is our words of thanks, our words of gratitude. God, like so many things are happening in this world. And so many people are going through so many different things. And although my struggles might be different than someone else's struggles, the enemy still finds space to attack us with the same thought. But you never remain absent. You are always present for your people. You're always present for your children. Because you know our future. Just like the enemy does. And which is why he wants to ruin it. He wants us to feel like we're worthless. So that we can then we can then feel like we don't deserve to live. Like we don't need to live. I'm asking you to please give us strength where we are weak. I'm asking you to please let your promises, Father God, over our lives, Jesus, and over our destiny roll off of our lips like water. That we are constantly reminding ourselves of the favor that you have over our lives. That we are constantly being mindful, Lord God, that you have a plan, a plan and a purpose. That you know what you were doing that nothing that is going on in our lives is 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 like that blindsided you like nothing blindsided you nothing took you by surprise you weren't shocked when this happened to us like no you knew everything but you also knew that we would get through it and you also knew that we would have that we would be strengthened And so, Lord God, I'm asking you to continue to strengthen us, continue to strengthen those areas in which we are weak. And if those areas are our thoughts, Lord God, I pray that you will strengthen our thoughts, strengthen the thoughts that go through our mind. Help us to have self-control, to control thoughts that have no business being there, to recognize them as attacks from the enemy, Lord God, and to bind them. To not even let them be valid. Have us push them way off to the side. Have them send, have us send them back, matter of fact. That we don't accept them as our own. We don't accept them as our reality. But that words of the spirit, words of the truth, Lord God, words that come from your word that encourages us, that it helps us, Lord God, that motivates us, that those are the things that replay over and over and over in our minds until we believe it. 
I pray that every attack and every thought that does not come from God will remain as smoke and mirrors and that the word of God that proceeds from your mouth, Lord God, will be taken as amen. It will be taken as so that it will continue to ruminate in our minds, Lord God, until we believe it. That we will not leave space for attacks from the enemy in our thoughts. That we will not leave space, Father God, for attacks from the enemy to ruin our own lives when all you ever intended was for us to live peaceful, God-filled lives. Lives of purpose. Lives of change. There is so much that you are doing here on this earth, Lord God. And if we are here, it's because we serve a purpose. There is a problem that you have put us here on earth to fix and we want to fix it. We demolish every argument that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your understanding. And we thank you for your love. And most importantly, we thank you for your victory. We thank you for the victory that you have given us over death. We reclaim these blessings and these victories as our, for, for ourselves. We reclaim them for ourselves and we accept them. We accept your favor. We accept your peace, God. And we accept these victories. The little ones. We accept even the littlest of victories. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So excited for this season. Um, so it's crazy because I feel like as the years go by, my seasons keep getting longer and longer, like later and later into the year. <laughs> but either way, this is going to be a great season. Despite the fact that I haven't actually been posting anything, there are a lot of things that I had recorded before. Um and so I'll be putting those out, new things that I'll be recording, new people I'll be like interviewing. Super excited for this season. Um, and I just, I really, I really want it to be a good one. And I, and I want to make the devil angry because he is out for me. And so I'm going to be out for him. Okay. All right. I see like, you know what I'm saying? Like you see the enemy is coming after you. You see like he's after your purpose. You see he's after like the good, the, the change, the positive change you want to bring on this, on this earth and you want to bring to your people you want to bring you know to the people around you to the people in the street whatever you gotta go hard now like oh dang like you see my potential all right now i really gotta kill it okay i see you really out for me i gotta work harder you really out for me ah it's because i'm doing something and you're angry y'all gotta tell the enemy to get out like whenever those thoughts come like get out get out get out get out I don't have time for you and I don't have time for your foolishness get out go somewhere go somewhere else all right yeah that was, that was a rant but anyways you guys know it does not rain always it doesn't it doesn't rain always but it might be raining today so I want you to go get in the rain go face those go face those difficulties face them head on but you're gonna go through it there's another side it doesn't rain always there's another side of it okay there's another side <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs>